you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi and welcome to the official Good Morning Football podcast. I'm Will Selva and here are the best moments from this week so far at the breakfast table. Week one was full of drama, surprises, and plenty of highlights. So needless to say, the breakfast table was buzzing with their thoughts on all the biggest stories from week one. Lambeau Field, Green Bay, Wisconsin. What a night. Khalil Mack makes half the money in the world. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers makes the other half. Let's find out what happened. Bears started up 10-0. It was an incredible start for Chicago, and then it got weird and it got scary in Green Bay because Rodgers gets crunched and grabs his left knee, stopped, went down on the field, had to be helped off. Take another look at this. It is Khalil Mack. It is Roy Robertson-Harris, and his left knee seems to get smashed. He is carted off for the night, for the season. We don't know. That leaves Deshaun Kaiser in the vapor trail of Khalil Mack, who intercepts it. Mack with the, are you telling, is he going to house this thing? Yes, Khalil Mack with the pick six. The Raiders are calling the Bears for a third first round pick, and they probably deserve it. It is all coming up, Bears, but fourth quarter, Look who's back. back Number 12. Back from the cart, Peter. Back from the, the teepee. Everything they tried. <laughs> and he's back on the field down 20 to 3. And he's just going to let this thing go to Geronimo oh. for six. Don't let that man have a shot. I'm talking that man with the quiet confidence. you got to put him down when you can. Now down 20 to 10 in the red zone again. Devontae Adams makes a move. Oh, Guys, amazing. and we got Bears problems right now. Oh. We got Bears problems because Rodgers is back and feeling it. Knee or not, 20 to 17. Now, after a Bears field goal, they could not snap the neck. This is what happens, and they couldn't snap it again. Kyle Fuller, he drops it right between the numbers. He's had issues with dropping interceptions. That would have sealed it. you got to snap the neck on this guy because what happens when you don't? <laughs> this happens. Gonna snap Randy Cobb, gone. He's, I've seen the play already. Spoiler alert, he is gone. The Bears are, times before. Look at Khalil Mack almost gets him at the one-yard line on the left side of your screen, but yeah. no. Touchdown, Green Bay. They take the lead. That man is a miracle. Mack can't believe it. 
The Bears get the ball back. They couldn't do anything with it. And the Packers, on the arm of Aaron Bleepin Rodgers win 24 to 23, a shocking fourth quarter. God, I love football. Oh my goodness, what a league, what a game. Aaron Rodgers, how did this happen? You know, we just had to play a lot better football in the second half, and we did. You know, we put together four scoring drives. Guys making, uh, you know, Gmo a contested catch, uh, yards after the catch on obviously uh, Devontae and, and Randall's. But uh, the protection was really good, and obviously being uh, more of a statue back there had to you know deal the ball on time and make sure we had guys getting open uh, I thought the protection was really good and guys made plays you know Ty made plays Devontae made plays Geronimo made plays Randall made plays and the line blocked well I mean what do you say about Aaron Rodgers this is the best player in the NFL that's it that's all yeah. you can really take Talk away about from it. this he's the best player hands down you can't <laughs> What are you smiling about? <laughs> I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about Aaron Rodgers yeah. and everything that he brings to the table. And when I was watching this game, as soon as he went down, I thought to myself, oh, man, I don't want to see this again. I don't want one of our superstars sitting on the sideline. Then he gets carted off, and I thought this is the worst sight mm -hmm. for every NFL fan. Forget the Green Bay Packers fans, every NFL fan. Then he comes back, and he's standing on the sideline, and you hear Collinsworth, you hear everybody talking about Aaron Rodgers is going to try to go. And once I heard those words, there's two ways that can go. Mm -hmm. He can get back in the game, limp off the field because he's too hurt, or he's going to get back in the game and get into a zone. And that's exactly what he did. As soon as he got out there, a few passes got out of his hands and guys made some plays, some quick throws, just to get him back in a rhythm, I immediately started having flashbacks. Sure. I played against him to when I played. I played against him so many times in my career, and every time I was on the sideline, Regardless if it was a close game, we had the lead, they had the lead. I knew if he had the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, it was over. So for me, this may sound bad mm -hmm. to the Bears fans. As soon as he started getting in the rhythm, I thought to myself, game is over. The Packers Down 20 to nothing. You knew. I knew. I knew that the greatness of Aaron Rodgers will prevail. You know, it's, it's amazing, guys. I, I'm on the sidelines for so many of these games, and a guy goes under the tent. 50-50, he's coming back. Sure. Guy goes on the cart to Cart's the locker back. room, goodbye. Done. Probably the season. Usually the season when those guys go on the cart yeah. to the locker room. And if you, the highlight almost didn't do it justice how forlorn everyone was Agreed. and how the, the air was sucked out of not yeah. only Lambeau, but every living room in America and the NFL league offices who need ratings and want to have the best players on the biggest stages. I mean, Chris Collinsworth got to the point where he's explaining how his son's roomed with Deshaun Kaiser and there's a little bit of a fan in him because he's hoping for Kaiser to have his. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Tafoya comes out after the half and is like, Rodgers might go. And you see him and he's sitting there and, and then he comes back and he does this. And, and what's so amazing about this is that it's a savior, not only for the Packers, not only for that game, but the NFL needs Aaron Rodgers on the field. Aaron Rodgers is a superstar, a transcendent star, and without any mobility was able to throw not only his team on his back, I'm talking the league on mm. his back because last night is a dud if mm -hmm. he doesn't come back, mm -hmm. and the Packers have five primetime games coming up, and we don't want to go through what went last year with Brett Hundley or Deshaun Kaiser under yeah. center in yeah. Lambeau. You want Aaron Rodgers, and last night might have yeah. been his greatest conquest of a career full of so many. Not being overly dramatic, yeah, I, I think he saved the league last night. Coming back, now we know Rodgers is going to play against Brady eventually. He's going to mm. play against the Vikings next week. It's amazing. Rodgers, hats off to you. True courage. Awesome comeback. Peter's thing about the league. I'm thinking about the kids. I'm going to talk to the kids of Chicago right now. If you, if you go out there this morning and you're waiting for the school bus and it's yeah. rainy or something like that, 
Do not look down on the sewers. Don't look down there. I'm telling you, <laughs> that clown down there is not your friend. He will bite your face off. He's got a number 12 jersey. In fact, I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers' picture was taken by the Sun-Times this morning in Chicago. Guys, do we have the picture of Rodgers in the Chicagoland area this morning? Uh, there he is! Uh, there he is! Guys, uh, I'd be like my knee and I'm still going to come back and beat you in the fourth quarter, kids. I can beat you anytime I want. Um, here's the thing. The Bears have a Rodgers problem, right? They've had a Rodgers problem for a decade, and they've got all these new players, and you can break the bank. You have to kill the clown, all right? Khalil Mack, all these weapons, all these monies, investments that they've made. The Bears are dollar smart, and the Packers are penny wise, and we see it every single year. Don't look in those sewers, kids. You ain't coming back, Georgie. Advances to 16 <laughs> yeah. and 4 over the Bears in regular season Crazy. play. That is a winning percentage well over 800 when his against the league is just over 600. Yeah. He does own the Chicago Bears. Oh, he does. And, and Gotta say it. Let's kick it back to this Giants-Jags game. G-men get the loss. Saquon Barkley, though, makes his NFL start. He has his first NFL touchdown. Did he live up to the hype? Because outside of that brilliant 68-yard big play run, mm -hmm. he averaged about two yards a carry. Should we be worried about the offensive line here, or is the Jags' defense just that stingy? It's, it's a good question coming out of that game. It's hard to decide, but I'm going to actually put it on the Jags' defense. I think they're that good. Saquon turns some heads, and when I mean he turns some heads, look at this from the New York Post. Look at this picture, guys. That's a real picture of him almost getting his bonnet ripped off by Yannick Ngakwe. Mm. And yeah. you know what I like about it? He was tough. He was really tough. I'm talking yeah. about Saquon and mentally tough. You know, rookie, a rookie running back comes in who did whatever he wanted to in the Big Ten all last year and gets short run, short run, short run, run for a loss. You get frustrated. You lash out. You say, what the hell is this? He stayed in his shoes. He yeah. broke the big run. They're going to play a lot of defenses that cannot hold a candle to Jacksonville. I yeah. think Saquon truly is the perfect weapon, but they didn't get the win. Yeah, first let me show my respect to Jacksonville because I know they're up and they're excited about getting their dub. Um, so I want to say that that defense is special before mm -hmm. I shift it to Saquon. But I will say this. There was a lot of people saying, well, the New York Giants should go with a quarterback. I don't know why at number two they would keep that. They should trade it away or they should get a backup plan for Eli Manning. I've said all along, get the best player available, which was Saquon Barkley. And you're looking at this run right here. This pretty much confirms what everybody thought he was, mm -hmm. which is he's going to take his lumps. He's a rookie running back in this league. And we thought that he might have got baptized a little bit by one of the best defenses in the business. But I'll tell you this, when watching him, he wasn't soft. He wasn't finesse. Like, he took a couple shots. He was on the sideline barking he at chirped. the Jags, saying thought, bring it all yeah. game long. So, for what they're doing, and credit to Shermer in this offense, I was looking at Eli outside the pocket more than I've ever seen him before, especially over the last year or so. And even at his age, getting him in space with that play action, having such a dominant running back, you're seeing Odell run wide open, which is something he hasn't had in quite some time. Right. He had himself a hell of a game. So, of course, like, you're going to get times where – Saquon will get bottled up, but because he's such a special talent, if he breaks a big one, perfectly fine with that. You can't exclude that big run from his average. You have to include it in there. Of course. I mean, that's what football is. Seven runs of negative yards or no gain. The 49ers and the Vikings. Jimmy Garoppolo getting warm. He's never lost a pro game before oh. this one. There's Kirk Cousins. A lot of hype on both these quarterbacks. How would they perform? Cousins with a beautiful dime right there. Drops it into Stephon Diggs. 22 yards <laughs> you throw a better for ball the than touchdown. That? Vikings get the win. Good performance by both quarterbacks, wow. but it was Cousins who got the better of the battle. I mean, it wasn't a mm -hmm. tremendous game, statistically speaking, for Kirk Cousins in his debut as a Viking, but the game was still in balance. He threw, I mean, can you make a better throw than what he did to seven? I think that was there? a 10 out of 10, Kay. Unbelievable. And he did not turn the ball over. No interceptions for Kirk Cousins. Early impressions of it this was first great. game? Listen, 20 for 36. 
244, two TDs. Like, the numbers might not jump off to you, but as long as you're taking care of the ball and you're feeding the playmakers, I mean, you look at this play right here, that's a $140 million connection right there. That's big money throwing the big money. And look at this, a beautiful throw sitting there on the sideline. So look at Jimmy Garoppolo on the other side, one TD, three interceptions. So if you're comparing the numbers, Kirk Cousins played a really good game. I mean, obviously you would want him to put up major numbers, but my man Thielen went over 100 yards. Diggs got in the end zone. Kyle Rudolph got in the end zone in the red zone, as he always does. So for me, I would say a great debut by Kirk Cousins, and he played really good. And here's that play right here to Kyle Rudolph in the back of the end zone. I'm with I'm with Nate where he said that you know this is good, but like you said, like obviously he likes to see bigger numbers. I don't know if I necessarily want to with Kirk, it. right? Like he threw 4,000 yards all those years for the Redskins because he had to. I thought yesterday was the perfect game of your cousins. This is why you sign with the Vikings instead of the Jets or instead of another team yeah. because you don't have to do it all. That yeah. defense, we didn't see it in the highlights, was amazing. They had four turnovers. They had a pick six. Harris, like right. Harrison Smith ended the game. Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin and right. Linval Joseph were all over the place. That's why you signed with Minnesota. And Kirk Cousins, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That might be all they need the rest to get to the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Just do your job because that defense is the best in the NFL. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. And I'm going to talk to Jimmy Garoppolo. This, this is why you have to watch the games or watch us. Because if you woke up this morning, you see, oh, Garoppolo lost. He threw three picks. He must be terrible. This isn't working out. No, Garoppolo was good. And let me tell you why. He's on the road against maybe the best defense in, in the whole league. He's down one score in the fourth quarter. He loses Marquise Goodwin. We know he doesn't have Jarek McKinnon. There was a bunch of really big drops for him. He had some wow throws and some wow plays. And he competed. Look, he tastes blood for the first time. He's never lost before. He's never had a three-interception game before. And yet with a nine team that, let's be honest, is severely undermanned, especially yeah. against Minnesota. He's one score away in the fourth quarter on the road. So I know they lost. I know this game is some heavy lifting for them. I was impressed with Garoppolo yesterday. I'll be an apologist all day. Kyle. I think he played well. Kittle reels that in. Kittle had a, a huge drop that he's often – he's still running. Good right. went down. Uh, I mean, Okay, now usually it's me and Shrey getting after each other. Go on. I, I got to attack you, though, because – we joke about the man crush thing. You just think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a great player, as we all do. Mm -hmm. But last year, win those five games at the end of the season, and you said, I I'll be an apologist. Okay, this is when it matters, though. Mm -hmm. Like, now he's starting. He got the big bag of money. This is the beginning of the season where every game really matters for those sitting at home saying, okay, Kyle, you've been talking about Jimmy Garoppolo all offseason, and whatever it's worth, whether they drop balls or guys not being in the game or not, they didn't win the game, Kyle. What? So I don't care about you apologizing for him because he didn't play well. <laughs> it's mostly, Nate, it's a compliment to Minnesota. I think the okay. Vikings okay. are going to make some very good quarterbacks look terrible this year. I don't care who it is, there you go. who is on their schedule, they're going to be terrible. And let's be honest, Garoppolo's thrown to a, a rookie wide receiver. Yeah. He's thrown a Kittle 50 times. No I mean, Jet McKinnon, with respect, yeah. and it's not Gronk out there. He does not have Antonio Brown out there. And this He won five games without that last year, too, and he didn't have Pierre Garcia. But he didn't play against he the Vikings on the road starts. in any of those games. Okay. And as I'm saying it, I feel like I'm whining and BSing, just saying I like Garoppolo, but I will make it a compliment to Minnesota because you put any quarterback in there and they start blowing that horn, they're going to look terrible, Week too. one was awesome games. Minnesota goes to Green Bay next week. Mm. That, to me, is the litmus test for this team. Are they really the big dogs? Mm -hmm. It's easy to win the NFC North when Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. Aaron Rodgers is on that field, and they knocked him out of the season last year. They hit him hard. Anthony Barr got him. I cannot wait for that game next week. I feel like that's a great test for both these teams to see where they're at. After week one, who looked like they were meshing the best? Who has, like, vibing with their team the most of those guys? I thought Case Keenan was gritty. He had an, It wasn't a pretty game always, but he, at the end he came through, but... It's Alex Smith. I mean, it's Alex Smith, and we talk about him as yeah. the topic all the time, and it seems like the room sort of exhales, but I don't care. Alex Smith was great. He was on the road. He played very well, and by the way, 
Jordan Reed is awesome when yeah. he is healthy. I know we've said that for years. Yeah. He was healthy yesterday. And what I love about Jordan Reed, he wasn't just making plays. There was extracurriculars with him. He's signaling first down. He has the Jordan cleats. It just felt right. It felt cool. And Alex Smith doing what he has done for years, going on the road and beating teams like it's no big deal. It was Alex Smith in a runaway. No yep. turnovers in this one. 296 rushing yards between Clean. Peterson and Chris Thompson. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, KB. Uh, you know, I think we've done what you learned and underappreciated yeah. the story. Lines so many times this <laughs> offseason. And I don't know how many times I've sat in that production meeting at 5 a.m. or after the show and I said, Hey, can I do Alex Smith? And everybody in the room was like, Nate, you nah. already did that. You, you've already done the whole underappreciated yeah. storyline. And I remember even last week, players look forward to it. And I was like, well, you know what? I would say Alex Smith, but I just feel like he's going to go out there and do what Alex Smith does. And that's play really well in the regular season. So shout out to Alex Smith because out of all the stuff we're talking about, all the great quarterbacks and the Patrick Mahomes and the the, the tremendous storylines that this NFL league pro provides on week one, Alex Smith, he gets swept under the rug because it might not be sexy, it might not be pretty, but the Washington Redskins, Them they too. looked great with Alex Smith, the quarterback, and there's a reason why they sought after him and paid him that there's much. A, there's also something to getting rid of a dark cloud, and I talked to a lot of people in Washington, coaching staff, front office, and it wasn't that Cousins was a bad guy. It wasn't that Cousins wasn't a good leader. It was that every time they got in the locker room, the media would ask questions to every player about Kirk Cousins' contract. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for two years, that was all anyone wanted to talk about. They didn't win games. They missed the playoffs one year. They went 6-10 and ten the next year. They're healthy. And Alex Smith, say what you want. I'm not the biggest Alex Smith fan because I'm all about highlights and razzle-dazzle and deep sure, passes. Yeah. He wins games. Yeah. He wins games. Yeah. And that offensive line, if they're healthy, Watch out. This could be like the Hogs reincarnated. They are that mm. big and they are that much of bullies up front. I loved watching this game because it was pure domination, like an 80s Redskins John Riggins football team. It was great, and that's to give some credit to their defense, yeah. too, who were stifling, holding Sam Bradford to like 11 yards until late in the game. They didn't let Arizona score until the five-minute mark in the fourth quarter. So yeah. credit to a well-balanced team. You could make the argument. Sorry, Eagles fans, that as far as week one showings in that division, yeah. the Redskins were the most impressive. Oh, yeah. And sure. think about the this. The Giants and Cowboys lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's big. And I know there's there's two different teams in, in this comparison I'm about to make, but you look at San Francisco losing Jet McKinnon, right? Big blow, big part of the offense. It's like, ah, oh, man, they got to do so much and pick up the slack. Washington Redskins, they lost Darius Geis. Uh, yeah. th their starting running back who was supposed to have an amazing year. And they said, you know what? Let's retool, let's reset. Let's go on the back of the shoulder of our quarterback. And Alex Smith left him. So shout out to them. Listen, you're going to lose guys in this league. We almost lost Aaron Rodgers last night. Mm -hmm. Teams got to figure out how to bounce back. Great Love point. that. Which quarterback's performance stood out to you guys? To me, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. No big deal. Deshaun Watson, I feel like it's fair not to overreact on one game, mm -hmm. but to have a, a little bit of concern here because some regression might be in store. This was by far his worst start in his career. Yeah, it's week one, and you got to give credit to that defense for the Pats. They played unbelievable. I said earlier in the show, you got to demand more from Deshaun Watson mm. if you want this team to be successful. I mean, as we're watching these highlights, there's no Will Fuller, um, but one guy shouldn't change the complexion of a game, but you see the fumbled exchange right there and them just getting out the quarterback. And when you're seeing this pressure on Deshaun Watson, oftentimes it was just four guys rushing, which means the Patriots made a conscious effort to rush four, keep them contained, but then drop the rest of the guys in coverage, which means some of these were coverage sacks. So credit to the back end, the umbrella of that defense for the Patriots okay, because those defenders play up well. last year, and the defense hasn't really changed that much. So I think that there's this idea out there on Twitter or whatever saying maybe they'll figure him out this year. Maybe they have tape sure. on him now and they'll figure him out. Do you buy into that, or do you think that's like myth bust that for me? Well, it's, it's one week. I don't I don't uh, have the, I guess, the, the frame of mind to – 
take a player and say, all right, he played one bad game. I mean, there's a ton of teams that didn't play their best football. Look at the Steelers. Am I going to say that they're a terrible yeah. team? No. And you look at Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to say that he played terrible. More credit to the pass defense, but he's definitely going to have to play better. No question. Deshaun Watson looked like a second-year quarterback who blew out his knee last year. I, I, I believe in the eye test. I thought he looked antsy. I thought he looked tense. He did not look cool and comfortable. And we live in a world where these guys bounce back from these injuries immediately. We expect them to be superstars. Carson Wentz set out. And Deshaun Watson looked like he needs a little warm-up. I think there might be something to that. The guys have seen him now for a year, especially they've got with Belichick. A if they've got a shot to make the playoffs, he's got to be better. Yeah. yeah. That's it. You can't play like that and make the playoffs. They have Nashville. They're going to play the Titans next week. Mm-hmm. Teams that start 0-2 have like a 12% chance yeah. of making the playoffs. So we'll see how Deshaun Watson and company fare. We have the youngest QB to start the season since 1970. 21 years 97 days, third overall pick to USC, and here he is. All right, what are you going to do? Your first pass? Oh, no. You do not roll to the right and throw left. Quandry digs. Peter Schrager just signed a big deal, and he is paying that deal off right there. I want you to check out this play right here. Check out Sam Darnold. You roll right. You're looking at your receivers. You do not make your mind up to throw back to the other side because Diggs is looking at your eyes and right there picked it off. 37-yard TD. That right there is a problem. Interception return for TD on the first career pass. 36 giveaways in 27 games USC. Mm. Everybody was talking about it. Oh, here we go. What's he going to do now? A rookie taking his lumps. All right, let's see how you bounce back, Sam. Sam scrambles, trying to make a play, keeps his eyes upfield. Who you looking for? Let that thing go. Ooh. Okay, I like that Quincy Anunwa, who Fuck I her. call the humble hero right there. Okay, next play. Give it to the crow. Crow had a night. The Crow had himself a night. Shout Wasn't out Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. Okay. I love Brandon ah! Lee. The Crow doing his thing. They brought him there to score touchdowns, and they did. Score 10 to 7. New York Jets. Sam Donald dropping back. Oh, this is another guy that we love on the show, Robbie Anderson, who said he thought I was going off last year. I got some things planned for this season. 41 yard TD. Everybody's loving it. Okay, let's check out my guy, Matt Stafford. All, right. All that money. You got new coach, Patricia. You got Jim Bob Cooter. All right, dropping back. Who you got? Oh, that is intercepted by Morris Claiborne. That is number one. Matt Stafford dropping back, intercepted by Tremaine Johnson. All right, and, and Johnson takes a big hit on that one. All right, second quarter now. Lions, they trail 10-7. to 7. Matt Stafford dropping back, Marvin Jones. But I want you to take a look at this. Matt Stafford, he's shaking up, and we know he's tough. But he takes a shot right here, Taylor Decker, and uh, his knee kind of gets uh-huh. kicked back a little bit. And that is somewhat of a hyperextension. But I know Matt Stafford. You know Matt Stafford. We've seen this over and over again. He's going to tough it out. That's he just took what a he season's does. worth of hits last night, I of feel like. Of course, I mean. he sure did. But we know that he's going to continue to bounce back. All right, third quarter now. Jets ball. Tied up at 17. Still very much a game. Quincy Anunwa. Oh, look at my big Quincy, man. Quincy, do it again? 21-yard touchdown. The humble hero gets in. I see you. Missed all last year. Sammy the Savior signs are going up at this point. (laughs) Darnold finished 16 for 21, 198, two TDs, and one interception. Matt Stafford warming up, saying, all right, I'm going to bring this back. I've done this before. And Darren Lee picks it off, and he is returning this for a touchdown. The the Jets go up 31 to 17. Take another look right here. He gets hit by Henry. It's a great hit. Clean as a whistle. Big hit. Anderson hyped up. The Jets are hyped up. It's New Jack City. In swing lines position, Matt Stafford dropping back. He's going to take multiple hits on this one as he tries to make a play. Now, I hate to do it. I want you to take another look at this one once again. Matt Stafford, like you said, he took a season's worth of hits in this game, and he gets crunched right there by multiple Jets defenders. 
He was holding his rib. He was on the sideline and knowing Matt, I knew that he was going to try to get back in the game. He would eventually return on the field. But check this out. Two Watch plays later. Andre Roberts. Here's a punt. Okay, friend of the show, Andre Roberts, making a play. Mm. Shad's one tackle. He go! It's the sideline. I want you to check Come on, out. Sam. Come on, Sam Martin. No. I'm looking at this. I'm thinking, listen, he had to have stepped out. And somebody on Twitter said so he was bow-legged. That's the reason why he was able to keep his really? feet in. Yeah. Like he's riding a horse? That was one <laughs> hell of a return. And shout out my man who was released last year, sitting at home on the couch, making a play on Monday night. All right, Patricia looking on. Matt Stafford trying to make one more play. And you know what? The Jets, they make one more interception. Darren Lee again? Darren Lee. How about that? Stafford. Finished 27 for 46, 268, one TD, four interceptions. Ah, booing week one. And I believe Matt Castle came in and he threw, threw an pick. interception Jamal Adams. to Jamal Adams. It is New yeah. Jack City. Just like a New Jack City, they say it's bigger than Nino Brown. Well, it ain't bigger than Sam Darnold. Hey, Sam, what about that first pass? Thanks for bringing that up. First question. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, uh, obviously, you know, licking my chops a little bit too much, I think, on that play. And then... <clears throat> You know, right when I, it was one of those where right when I let it go, um, I thought I had him. And then out of the corner, you know, right when I released it, I saw the defender and just thought, oh, shoot. Um, and then he took it back, obviously, for a pick six. But after that, you know, it is what it is. Put it behind you and, you know, play the game. So that's really what I did. And, you know, I thought our whole team responded really well. Um, so it was really cool. You know, whole team effort, really. Um, you know, offensively, Running the ball the way we did defensively, you know, the turnovers is awesome. Um, and then, you know, special teams with Andre getting all those punt returns and then um, being able to take one back to the house is pretty sweet. Obviously, we got it out the way. And I can sit here and tell you that we planned that so he can get the jitters out, but we didn't. And he came back and nobody flinched on the sideline. And he came back and played well. All right, looking at how Darnold now compares to the last two Jets rookies to start week one. Mark Sanchez and Geno Smith looking pretty good. Darnold completing 76% of his passes with a rating over 116. Jets just hoping that his career has a little bit more longevity than the other two you see here. So how impressed are we with Sam Darnold on the field, his performance, his resolve? Big Sean bounce back. Aaliyah, if you first don't succeed. Mm, I try again. Exactly, and that's exactly what he did early in this yeah. one. And sort of got all the bad stuff out of the way. Yeah, you know, I was looking at Todd Bowles uh, speaking after the game, and, and I looked at Schrager. I said, is he, is he mad? Is he happy? You can mm. never tell with those cheekbones. He has the same face. And you said, just like his quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're and when you match. look at their perfect match, yeah. and when you look at the quarterbacks that have been here, some guys we didn't even see on the field. You know, we got the Petties and the Hackenbergs, and then Geno Smith, some highs, some lows, sometimes emotionally having to defend himself to the world, um, whether he's playing well or not. Sam Darnold, it's the perfect relationship. And oftentimes you don't say that. And what do we always say in football? The best relationship, the most important relationship is a quarterback and his head coach. And after throwing the first pick, he went out there and let that thing rip. And I was impressed. I mean, listen, the numbers – they might not jump out to you, but for me, they do. As a wide receiver, 16 for 21, that's efficient. Two TDs, that's great. 198, I'm fine with that. But that 198, big plays by guys that stepped up big and guys that were supposed to have mm-hmm. a big season this year. I'm just glad that he got the pick out of the way because right now, my man got the city in the palm of his hands. Mm. You know, I, I watched this game in a sports bar in New York yesterday. Awesome. I'm watching it in a sports bar, and this first play happens, the interception, the pick six, and there's laughter. And it's from Jets fans. It's from Giants. It's like, are you kidding me? Here right. we go again. We're going down that road. There is a, uh, an entrepreneur that I like to follow on Twitter, and okay. also he does YouTube videos named Gary Vaynerchuk. He's 
very precocious. He's funny, but he also has a lot of messages for millennials. And his thing with millennials is you're not going to be Kim Kardashian out of the gate. You're not going to have a billion followers, but you got to try. Follow a passion. You got to try. And maybe the best thing that happens is failure mm. and knocked in the mouth and be able to bounce back. I could not have imagined a better start for a millennial quarterback really? than to get punched in the mouth on Monday Night Football in front of everyone and have people laughing in the bar because at the end of the game when mm. I left, the only people left in that stadium were Jets fans. Mm. And he got punched in the mouth and he got back up and he got over that in week one. That's unbelievable to me. On the road, week one, to be laughed at, be the laughing stock for about five minutes on Twitter and then to come out and be the hero. That is so cool. Kudos to Sam Darnold. He throws a touchdown on his first pass. He's like, oh, this is easy. I got it made. No problem. Hasn't gotten knocked out yet. That's true. He got knocked out hard and he got back up. I just hope for Jets fans, the best case scenario is that the name Quandry Diggs becomes a trivia answer. Mm. Years and years from now, who did Sam Darnold's first ever pass go to? Quandry Diggs. And I just say, as it relates to throwing the interception and being level, he does it. He walks right over. There's McCown right in his ear saying, go back to him. It's like the best $10 million coach ever. And we talked so much in the draft that, you know, Baker's cooler and Rosen's got more to say. But this is the guy that I personally called USC 3PO. Like he has that Android thing. And guys, just look at some of these quarterbacks. We love Cam. We love all those guys. Wentz, Foles, Russ, Alex Smith, Matt Ryan, not t- the most terribly charismatic people, but they're level and they're steady, and that's what we saw from Darnold right out of the gate. Mm. It's one of those things that made him the most NFL pro-ready, right? We talked Absolutely. about it all throughout the draft process, not even having Josh McCown there, but back at USC yeah. and making a mistake, brushing it off and continuing to dominate. Saquon and Smith were great. And KB, by the way, thanks for leaving me with the image of Rodgers as Pennywise. Can't get it out of my head. Well, anyway, they say you should never stop learning, and week one had plenty to teach us. Let's see what the GMFB gang got from the games and what we learned. So much conjecture, so many hopes, so much <clears throat> optimism going into week one. Finally, it was played. It's officially in the book. So what are we taking away from all of those games? What did we learn in week one? We do always do that on the show the day after the week is played. And, Nate, you've, you're smiling. <laughs> well, I'm excited because this is the first one. This yeah. is week one, what we learned. And we do this every week um, along with a few other segments that are, are basically, you know, pillars of our show. So sure. here we go. In the offseason. I used Denzel Washington movie titles to talk about Denzel Ward, Brown's fourth overall pick this year. What I learned so far is that he has lived up to the hype, just like going to a movie starring Denzel. Um, So I thought I'd use uh, Denzel movie quotes and talk directly to the young Browns superstar. Now, the NFL draft, it could be summed up in five words, said an American gangster. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. And there were people out there that thought this young man was a nobody, wasn't worth that fourth fourth overall pick. Now, one so-called expert said this, that is a huge missed opportunity. Yes, Ward may turn out to be fine player, fine player. But it's hard to say the Browns did anything but completely bungled their picks at the top of this draft. Mm. All right, now. Someone said that. Someone said that about Denzel Ward. Now, after, after hearing that, my advice to you is to simply say, you got anger. Yeah, you're gonna need that. And you got aggression. That's even better. And you're going to need that, too. Okay. In the words of Denzel, he also said, you got to be who you are in this world, no matter what. So I say to you, never apologize. You do not be apologetic for who you are. Just like in Men on Fire, he said, forgiveness is between them and God. It's your job to arrange the meeting. And oh, you did. And in training camp, you went out there and you worked. You worked your butt off there. Very, very high standards, mm-hmm. just like in Remember the Titans. And I know Hugh Jackson was sitting there yelling to you, we will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Yeah. 
And as far as that game on Sunday, yeah, that game, I know ending in a tie, it was not ideal. You know what? But listen, the equalizer is that progress is there. Not perfection. Mm. Progress, not perfection. Now, your first career start up against a Hall of Famer in Big Ben. You picked him off twice, bro. That is a huge deal. And after your second interception, and I'll leave it at this. You should have turned to that Steelers sideline. Go on. Said, Go on. King Kong ain't got on me. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what you did. You bought out in that type of passion. Listen, I don't want this to pass. You can go the rest of the season and have a whole bunch of rookie mistakes, right. but for you to show up up against Big Ben, one of the best this league has ever seen, and pick him off twice and prove to everybody who said that fourth overall pick wasn't worth it, yeah, watching you is just as good as watching a Denzel Washington movie. So salute, young fella. I see you, Denzel Ward. My man. Denzel Ward's probably heard Denzel stuff his whole life. He's never heard it like that, Nick. I appreciate That's that. That's exactly Gotta how show the young fella some love. Man. Oh, my God. I'm a gangster. We <laughs> met him on the red carpet at the draft. We really impressive. And he was how named he after off? Denzel Washington. He was Washington. named after Washington. Very oh, humble. That's incredible. Um, yeah. You know, talked about his father passing. Yeah. Yeah. And talked about his family, how close-knit they are. Um, and he kind of understood what was being said about him. And it was almost like, I can't wait. I can't wait to prove everybody. It's funny because he didn't pick himself fourth overall. Right. He was just mm -hmm. drafted. And Sitting suddenly there, it's play. like, he's no Bradley Chubb. Right. He became this like punchline. Well, amazing. two interceptions on Big Ben. You're right. Great yeah. debut. Yeah. Um, this is the first one we've done this year. We do it every single week. And I have kind of a different take because I think what we learned this week in the NFL is we learned everything. Everything we possibly need to know. Um, if you just look on Twitter... We know every fact oh, and every boy. conclusion about every team. We don't need to do this segment, guys, for the rest of the year. We don't even need to play the games for the rest of the year. Let me give you an example of things we already know for a fact. Uh, Cowboys, Dak and Zeke don't have it. They're done. It's going to be a long year. I'm thinking 3-13. and 13. They just don't have the juice. They don't have the offense. It's not going to work. Uh, never mind the fact that in their 2016 dream season, they also started with the loss. Dak played worse in that game than he did on Sunday. Zeke was less effective in that game than he was on Sunday. Don't worry about that, though. Just It's all right. They don't have it. We can already write the book on them. Uh, moving on to uh, another NFC team. Jimmy Garoppolo comes out and loses his debut, his, his, his season opener for the Niners. He doesn't have it. Overpaid, overrated. It's not going to work. Clearly, they, they made a bad choice on Jimmy Garoppolo because he lost the season opener. Um, it's not important that uh, another quarterback uh, in 1991, this guy, lost his first season opener for the Niners. Don't look that up. It's even <laughs> less important that in 1981, this guy lost his season opener for the 49ers, the first one. Both guys played poorly in that game. But don't let that distract you from piling on Garoppolo because those guys mean nothing. And you know what? Harrison Smith got Garoppolo, right? Harrison Smith intercepted him. He did. You know you're a real slub in this league if Harrison Smith intercepts you. Like, show me anybody that's any good that Harrison Smith has ever intercepted. I don't know who that is. Brett Hundley, my eyes aren't so good. Oh, Harrison Smith got him. Wow, that's too bad. Uh, yeah. Is there anybody else that Harrison Smith has ever intercepted? Oh, I know that guy. It's Peyton Manning. What are you going to tell me next? Harrison Smith intercepted him? Yes, he is. But guys, ignore all this. Garoppolo didn't have it. It just didn't work. They overpaid him. It's done. They messed up. Yeah, they messed up, Peter. And you know who else messed up? The Saints defense has no shot this year. No shot. It is done. They are going to be a doormat. Because, you know, an old quarterback on his seventh team just ran right over them. I don't think it's material to the conversation or pertinence that last year in week one, an old quarterback going to his fourth team also mm -hmm. ran right over him. Sam Bradford did whatever he wanted. So you go ahead and take your shots at the Saints D. They're not going to make any plays. They're certainly not going to make the playoffs. They're done. And lastly, I'll close, guys. Deshaun Watson, that was fun while it lasted. Not going to work. One-year wonder. That's fine. I mean... 
He couldn't win in Foxborough. Everybody wins in Foxborough. We know that. They welcome you. You go in there and you win. And it's not like... It's not like the Patriots have any history of making second-year quarterbacks look bad. None whatsoever. Don't even bother Googling it because there's nobody except for these guys who I think have gone against the Patriots in their second year and absolutely fallen on their face. Roethlisberger, nope. Rodgers comes off the bench destroyed. Andrew Luck, nothing. The, the Patriots make, they make the second-year quarterbacks look terrible, but don't <laughs> let that distract you from saying that the league has hashtag figured out Deshaun Watson, that he's not the same after the ACL. So that's basically it. What did we learn? We learned everything. I'll see you in the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter who's going to be there because we already know all the facts and seen. <laughs> and seen. Which is the so, most absurd thing you've seen so far? I think the thing about the Saints, like that, oh, the Saints are going to fall off the rails. I believe in the Saints. It's Pat, I mean. It was great game. That was Week one, Pretty weird stuff happens. Happen. It is. Cowboys did look like trash, though. They looked like trash in 2016, Peter. Just watch. We're going to blink our eyes, and Zeke's going to be jumping into a kettle. Just watch. Trash. trash. Jimmy Garoppolo just didn't, <laughs> didn't look that good. That's what, this is, that's what this is really all about. He <laughs> brought nice in other teams, but it's really all about yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and people coming for uh, his boy. I love when people get all hot take on the internet. Hot take oh, Monday money. was yesterday, man. It was, it was out. We learned it all. So I learned... I was prepared for the Ravens' defense. Like, I had the Ravens' defense ranked number one as far as fantasy is concerned. I drafted them. I knew that they were going to give the Bills the business. What I was not prepared for was this offense that we're hearing so much about today going into this Thursday night matchup between them and the Bengals. Flacco dropped back. He had 38 pass attempts. He looked absolutely tremendous. Uh... I mean, I feel like we Ooh. talked about all of his wide receivers individually. Michael Crabtree's got the toe drag swag. John Brown's this new deep threat we heard glowing reports of throughout the preseason. But they put it all together in the rain, in the elements. He hit three different tight ends who combined for over 100 yards. And then you bring in Lamar Jackson. They put him in nice and early. There were two plays with two quarterback sets. Neither worked. Yeah. But defenses have to respect it. So if you're... A cool-looking play. If yeah. you're Terrell Austin, the offensive coordinator, formerly of the Lions now of the Bengals this is going to keep you up every night until you play them because you don't know what's going to happen and at one point he is going to break one what a great situation Look for them these. to be in that the fact that they now get to go into this game kind of rested right yeah. they Flacco's out of the second half they're looking ahead they're feeling themselves they're allowing Lamar Jackson to go out there and try some new things because of that huge lead they put up of 47 points by this offense Joe Flacco this is of course just you know in one game small sample size Kyle I get it, but okay. vastly outperforming what he did last year, and maybe it is the weapons. Maybe it is the fact that they drafted a quarterback named Lamar Jackson who's lighting a fire under yeah. him. Some players in the National Football League just need that fire lit yep. under their butts. Mm. They just do. Joe Flacco has shown us that he's done it before. He's sort of like a Hulk. Don't make him angry. Don't make him mad because he might be vanilla granola or whatever. Duck, and then he'll turn in. Yeah. This is Joe Flacco. Uh, so I just, you know, this was the largest victory margin, guys, in an NFL season opener since the Redskins crushed the Lions. That was 1991. Guess who won the Super Bowl that year? Tell me. The Redskins. Oh, team. my god. Just goodness. saying overreaction Monday. <laughs> involved. Jump Black back. smash. I was just so good. impressed because I truly, I was, I was not ready for this offense to yeah. click on this cylinder. Ah, you can never go wrong with Denzel Quotes, one of my favorite actors of all time. Well done, Nate. Week two is already almost here, so who needs to have a bounce-back performance this week? Well, it's time to head to the classroom for some Journalism 101 to preview week two's upcoming slate of games. We're headed to Journalism 101. I will hit you guys with some questions, the big ones that they teach you in old J-School 101. Uh, And let's start with the who 
Guys, half the league's coming off a loss. So unless you're the Steelers or the Browns, uh, but they may apply here actually as well. So who needs a bounce-back performance the most in Week 2? I'm going to go with a coach. Okay. A little off the board here, but I think Matt Patricia needs to yeah. get his team off the bootstraps, off the map, and they need to do something. They go into San Francisco, which doesn't seem like it's such a colossal matchup when you've got two teams that are coming off losses. You fall behind 0-2, and you have another embarrassing loss in the mm-hmm. NFC North where Aaron Rodgers and an upstart Bears team and, of course, the Minnesota Vikings are looming. Good luck. And if you're looking at the stuff circling around the Lions – Dave Burkett is a sports writer in Detroit, not a sensationalist, not a hot take artist. He said after preseason this was the worst summer he has seen covering the Lions. And he just said, I'm not trying to start anything. I just haven't seen a team look like this. Then week one happens, and Mike Garofolo on our show says there's already a rift between the players who don't necessarily want to hear the Patriot way being beat down their head. Hey, it didn't work week one. It was an embarrassing loss. I think it was the worst loss in the entire league, I need to see the Lions play better week two in San Francisco. Matt Patricia needs something better than that. Mm. Was it the worst loss in the league? Because I think the team needs to bounce back is specifically the Bills' mm. defense. I mean, they, they, they've got the Chargers this weekend. And what's concerning, of course, is the three points that the Bills scored. And we're going to talk about the quarterbacks, I think, all season. But what about the 47 that the Bills' defense let up? I mean, this team last year was in the playoffs because of, of the Kyle Williams and the Trey White. And, like, we're going to build a defense here on McDermott. The quarterback is almost sort of secondary. That's going to be our recipe And then in the opening game, they absolutely destroyed. I would just say this to Buffalo. You still have a defensive team. You're going to figure out the running game. You're going to figure out the passing game. Buffalo, of all people, remembers weird things can happen week one. We remember the lawyer Malloy game against the Patriots years ago at the beginning of the dynasty when the Bills destroyed New England. I mean, embarrassed them on the field week one. Sure enough, the Patriots figure things out, and I think the Bills can too. But it has to start with D this weekend. I'm going with Deshaun Watson. I feel like Deshaun Watson needs to have that bounce back. You know, I predicted that this would be the weekend that we'd be celebrating that big upset because of that week three game last year. Uh, But the Patriots came out and they bottled him up. They contained him on the outside. They rushed four, rushed three in the defensive backfield. They were dominant. Now, I get it. They didn't have Will Fuller. So you could say they weren't at full strength, but – Deshaun Watson, a guy for that small amount of time, was in the running for possibly being league MVP. I'm looking for him to have a better game. And as sexy as the offense was for the Rams in that second half, as sexy as the Chiefs offense was this past weekend, that was the Houston Texans last year in every single game that Deshaun Watson was in. So I need that offense to look better, look faster. I need need Deshaun Watson to play better and play faster. Will Fuller will be out there, so hopefully it improves things for that offense. I'm going to go with the Chargers. You're saying it's the Bills that have to bounce back against L.A., The Chargers cannot lose to the Bills after what we all saw happen to them by the Ravens. It will be very telling of what's going on with those L.A. Chargers. So, in my opinion, they started 0-4 last year. I don't want to see a repeat of that. Week one has me thinking, is this going to be a repeat of that? Nobody wants to see it, so they should bounce back against those Bills. All right, we saw some interesting formations across the league. So, which... Which offense offense uh, are you guys most intrigued by in week two? Can I'll jump right out. And I, I don't want to steal the thunder from you, Shrakes, but what? I'm on board with these Chiefs, man. <laughs> I am looking at this offense, and it is just so intriguing, man. Dive on in. The water's warm. And, and it is. It is warm. And it, for me, I'm looking at these offenses, right, and the offenses that are successful, there's always this pre-snap movement. For those at home, you're saying, hey, what does that mean, pre-snap movement? Just imagine the days of playing old tech mobile where you would line up sure. and it's just a couple of guys on the outside playing receiver, tight ends and running backs, and say, hut, 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 and you go run a play. 
that's not anymore. Nah. You have to look at pre-snap movement and that those teams off. Not only does it give your fast players and your explosive players and your agile players a running start similar to the CFL, and it keeps defenses on their heels because you can't jam a guy if he's running behind the line of scrimmage in a pre-snap movement. But on top of that, it allows you to identify the defense. So if you're Pat Mahomes, you're looking at some of these plays, you got Tyreek Hill going in motion, you got Travis Kelsey, you got Watkins going in motion, and you're looking at the defense and say, oh, I identify this. They're in man because there's a guy moving with my guy. Yeah. Or the guys are not moving, so that means they're in zone. Let me pick and choose where I want to throw the ball. That's what the new offense in the NFL is going to be. It's a blend of RPOs. It's a blend of the jet sweeps. It's a blend of all these different offenses that we've seen in the past. But I guarantee you this, when you look at the postseason, even look at the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. look at the Eagles, look at the Patriots, just think about the pre-snap movement. The Philly special. So fun to watch. That was movement pre-snap, and it threw defenses off, and it will throw defenses off. So for me, I'm looking at this offense, and I want to see just how much faster, just how much trickier, just how much better can they be. What do you got, Strikes? This Rams offense to me is fascinating, Kay, because sure. I feel like they have a suitcase full of tricks and all these new tools and all these new pieces and the, the mastermind of Sean McVay, and we saw just a glimpse of it against the Raiders. It wasn't in high-octane mode. I feel like they were still shaking the rust off even a little bit from not playing in the yeah. preseason, but there was something that was so cool. It was the pace of play and these handoffs, these crazy handoffs. We saw the girly one here. That was basically considered a pass, but he was handing the ball off, Goff, to Robert Woods. Uh -huh. To Brandon Cooks, watch this. That is to Cooper Cup. That's your third wide oh, receiver. Cool. And it was 10 yards at a First time, down. 11 yards at a time. Yeah. These are handoffs to wide receivers as if it was the primary play. So the guy comes in motion, yep. just a glimpse of it. This Rams offense has a playbook like you have not seen before. I love the Chiefs offense. I think this week coming into against Arizona at mm, home, mm. kind of a real unveiling. Yeah. They just had to get off and just get that win against the Raiders. They got that out of the way. Wait till you see the trickery and wait till you see the way they use mm. those receivers. I think sure. it might be the best wide receivers group in the entire league and the best play caller in the entire league. Either. I'm so excited for You know it. how many plays you can run off that jet sweep? They're just opening and, the can. And that's without play action. Yeah, Rams they didn't show us football. anything in the preseason, so you have to watch and you, you haven't seen anything true. before. It's going to be crazy. They pull off the sheet to yes. Project X. Um, I'm going to look at an offense that's fascinating in a totally different way. I'm going to look at the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. Guys, Keanu Neal, out. Deion Jones, out. Yep. Mm. The Falcons need to score some points fast. And we've seen it with them when they get down to the goal line. I call their offense the high school basement. It's going really well. You're getting really excited. And then it just, it's disappointing in the end, and you feel uh -huh. terrible afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Autobiographical. Yeah. They, they call it the red zone. The network's trying to make the green zone. For the Falcons, it's the blue zone. And they have to get through that zone because without those guys and guys, the Panthers this weekend. Yeah. The Panthers play some D. Yeah. So, listen, no more of this. Too. Yeah. They can't. Their season might spiral out of control. I totally they agree. They lost their two best defensive players. They lost their two best defensive players. Sark, we need six, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's... I'm really fascinated to see them because they can't go 0-2 in the defense, the offense, they got to score touchdowns. Just like right when they get close, mom comes knocking. Kyle? What's going on down there? Flip oh the lights. Flip the lights. Turnover. Sign of life. Yeah, mom, nothing. We're just watching a movie. Come All on. Right. That's the Falcons offense. Turnover yeah. downs, mom. Thanks. What about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense? Are we intrigued by this? Oh, I'm fascinated. I'm yeah. so fascinated by whether or not they can keep it going up against the Eagles, who yeah. we know are super tough defensively because it is all cooking up some intrigue after week three with who gets the nod tricks. Yeah. yeah, if they win again and if their offense puts up 48 points, I don't think you can take out Ryan right. Fitzpatrick, right? But do they put up 40? I mean, no. And then it's just <laughs> like, put up 48 the, the points. The revitalization of Deshaun Jackson, the fact that Mike Evans just looked incredible out, it was all of it put together. Chris Godwin, by the way, his real name, guess what it is? What? Rod. 
Rod Godwin. Why does he go by Chris? I don't know. Rodwin. Oh, my God. Rod Godwin. Breaking news. All right, next up, uh, lots of rivalry games coming up this weekend. So where is the most compelling divisional matchup in week two? Do we have a full screen for this? (laughs) Do you want to see them all? Because there's so many of them. There's so many. Rod Godwin should have a podcast, the Rod God pod. Like, I would subscribe (laughs) to that instantly. Rod God. That's breaking news. This is new name. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. Um, Packers-Vikings. 100%. Let's see this thing. We, we saw Aaron Rodgers come out of the tunnel like the undertaker at Lambeau Field. And the Vikings are Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, listen, I don't need to build this one up. We know. We know that Anthony Barr and we know Aaron Rodgers. And let's see how Kirk Cousins does, by the way. Because he's probably going to win or lose this game. The Vikings defense will be the Vikings defense. Rodgers will be Rodgers. Yeah. Can Kirk Cousins make three huge throws on a third and 12 or a fourth and six? I think that's what it'll take to beat the Undertaker. I'll throw you back to the 1980s. Go on. All right, the Dolphins and Jets used to play in the 1980s, and it was Ken O'Brien versus Dan Marino, yeah. and it was a shootout, and it was amazing. The Dolphins and Jets have had some great showdowns. Both fan bases right now are an all-time high. They are 10 out of 10. They are so excited about what their two teams have. Someone's going to come out of this game being typical Dolphin and Jet fan and being like, they let us down again. Yeah. That's what it's been for the last Something 20 years. And this one has to get – Darnold and Tannehill doesn't jump off the page as an offensive mastermind game, but the Patriots – there's a feeling around the league that the Patriots have a little window of vulnerability this year. Even if the win in week one, and both of these teams look good enough week one that they can give the Patriots all they can handle, one of these teams is going to come out good. I like, so pa- I like Dolphins. I guys. have Jets okay. Dolphins down too. I do just because the winner goes to 2-0. Oh. Yeah. That hype starts to build in that building, and you sort of start feeling yourself. So I like the Jets and the Dolphins. I'm looking at this game tomorrow. I'm looking at the Ravens, the Bengals. Okay. This game right here is the most exciting game of the week for me so far. And if I would have told you last year that we'd be looking forward to this week, too, you'd say, ah, Nate, I don't know. Yeah. The Ravens offense is okay. The defense is coming along. The Bengals, I just can't trust them. Bengals look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Their running game is there. John Ross is getting in the end zone. A.J. Green is looking like the best receiver in the game. And then Joe Flacco is possibly playing with the best wide receiver group he's ever played yeah. with, not to mention the running game is getting going. Terrell Suggs is making plays like it's the early 2000s. So for me, I'm looking at this game, the best game of the week. Agree with Kyle on this one. Keep in mind the Chargers torched the Bills in Week 11 last season, so they definitely have their work cut out for them. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Good Morning Football Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on all our channels and come back tomorrow for some more fun. So from all of us here at GMFB, have a good morning and a great day. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.